cage for hours. Please. Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate cage cast, where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces and his life. We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character that week. My name is Linda Castro, but this week you can call me the government cheese. And I'm Donnie, and this week you can call me Big Little, because why not? <laughs> well, I'm still Adrian, and I hate the taste of metal in my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, movie today, references. <laughs> today we're discussing the first film in David Caruso's long-lived blockbuster cinematic career. Wait, For wait a minute, you... Linda. <laughs> are you talking are we in bad another Sunshine trilogy about David Caruso? <laughs> it's hard what he does up there. Caruso, cast. how can I make you see what that's like and make sure that you remember? By playing overly yes. dramatic, shitty music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Donnie, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, this week's uh, over dramatically shitty music was by Trevor Jones. <laughs> oh, what's that, Linda? Wanted to tell the audience about the movie? <laughs> yeah, Who cares like about the movie? Let's do the um, music. Anyway, he uh, he of course did leave his uh, dead end television job for this movie. What he Kiss was good on NYPD Blue. <laughs> it's called Kiss Dead of in Death. Career, I tell you. Yes, Kiss of Death, Kiss which of is death, based on the right. film of the same name in 1947. 1947. And, um, I'm about to get crunk, and Donnie's already high on pe- painkillers, so uh, let's dance. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, can't feel my face. <laughs> uh, which of us wants to break down this stirring plot? You do. Yeah. All right, I, I do. Okay, so this this is uh, about a a uh, a, a small time uh, criminal who gets pulled back into the life, even though he's got a wife named Helen Hunt and a baby. <laughs> Except, you know, uh, his cousin Michael Rappaport comes over and says, "They're going to kill me. They're going to kill me. You got to drive these hot cars to this ship, and we only got ninety minutes." And 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 uh, so uh, you know. Uh, after after a little quibbling and be like, I don't wanna. David Caruso up and does it. Um, and uh, while while they're uh, dramatically driving their uh, car carriers full of hot cars through New York to overly dramatic music, um, then we're gonna look like a circus on the road. Yeah, then then they get then they get pulled over by by the cops and Samuel L. Jackson. The cops like, get us see you manifest. <laughs> and and uh, David Cruz was like, "What do you say in these situations? Do you say hi or hello, Ossifer, or Tihi? Uh, uh, was I going that fast? What do I do?" But there's a drunk guy in the uh, semi truck with David Caruso, who David Caruso insisted on leaving there, even though Where's Nicholas Cage money? hurled him out on his face. <laughs> Where's my two dollars? And drunk guy just whips out a pistol to shoot Samuel L. Jackson because Samuel L. Jackson flashes bag. And for some reason, David Caruso doesn't know how to stop guns, so he just puts his whole hand over the muzzle, gets shot through the hand, and the bullet still goes into Samuel Jackson's face. He thought he was Neo. And then, uh, yeah, and then, uh, and then, uh, David Caruso and Samuel Jackson are both lying on the gr- uh, ground, squirting blood, crying. Meanwhile, the other four cops put like a hundred bullets into the drunk guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, 
that, that, then they're they're a little unsympathetic towards him because like that drunk guy was your partner. Your partner tried to kill my partner. I'm going to put my finger in the hole in your hand and I'm going to kick you. <laughs> and then Stanley Tucci, the district attorney, is like, "I want names and That's I want them right now." And David Cruz is like, "I am a criminal. I don't squeal. Do you read me? Are you a man of honor? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a man of honor? <laughs> I will kill you." Jesus. Uh, so the Crusoe there, uh, say, you know, decides he's just going to do the time. And uh, while he's in jail, uh, uh, Helen Hunt gets a little bit date raped and then and then uh, gets crushed yeah. under a truck. Yeah, a little bit. And then uh, and uh, David Crusoe is like, wait a minute. My cousin Michael Rappaport is responsible for my wife's date rape and death. I am going to squeal and get him killed a little bit by Nicolas Cage as little Junior Brown. And we also Time find to clean out that your yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an only but um, goody. <laughs> he screwed her over uh, in a couple other ways too. He was supposed to be paying her four hundred dollars a week and was only right. giving her one hundred fifty and, and making yeah, her work because he's more kind of money. a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, but then he also screws her over with roofies and his penis. Yeah. yeah, which was kind of weird. It's like that was either the nicest rapist where he just put her clothes back on. Or he's just yeah, like, yeah. you know, I'm just well, going to do your pants and go take a shower. That's how, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of weird, though. It's like he went through all the trouble of kind of half-assedly putting her pants back on. Then why, yeah. why don't you come out of the shower and be like, hey, more sex? Huh? Yeah. We had fun, right? <laughs> and she's like, what? You, you put Maybe he just didn't into my how it worked. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I think it might have been explained to him a little wrong or something, or he wasn't quite paying attention. Maybe he I just literally slept with her. Yeah, he just <laughs> jizzed in his pants. Like we we had sex. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> I touched your boob and everything. Yeah, he's like, I slept with a woman into my bed with our clothes on. I like to believe happened. it was all just one big misunderstanding. You know, yes. like he just sort of gently undressed her and put her to bed. You know, and he slept on the couch, and in the morning she just got the wrong idea and drove under a truck yeah it's really a hallmark movie yeah no really it's 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 sweet when you think about mm-hmm. it it know? really then, is especially considering how every police officer is like you're a bad guy i gotta beat the fuck out of you because who cares <laughs> yeah this is this is uh this is not this is not the uh the henry hathaway uh kiss of death you know where where the the cops and feds have our best interests at heart this is oh, the post yeah. rodney king post waco police and feds you know, so they're they're not they're not quite shown in such a glowing light, you know. Yeah. Um and Stanley liberal. Tucci is is a is yeah, right. And start Stan, Stanley Tucci is basically yeah. a cartoon villain. The Tucci. Yeah. yeah, it's like what, you want my hand on it or something? I am oily, <laughs> hello. Didn't you see me in the other cage movie? I'm bad, bad, bad. <laughs> I'm gonna eat your nuts. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, David Caruso can't see his kid and stuff, and like he is in jail a bunch of times. And then the Tucci's like, "Hey, I want you to get Nicolas Cage's character for me. I want you to like wear a wire and stuff." And then he gets out and wears a wire, and uh, things kind of go haywire, sort of. Yeah. In a really boring uh, sort of way. Um, yeah. I so mean, um, I don't. I don't know. Donnie, did you ever see the 1947 version of this with uh, Victor Mature and Richard Woodmark? Yeah, and they handled the story a lot better. It was a little bit of a had a little bit touch of a Kate Fear to it, where it's like he rats out people first when he finds out his wife committed suicide, and once he does, he gets a new job, a new life. He's remarried, but then the people that he turned on come after him, 
And then he has to get back into that. So it's like, yeah. that, that actually made a little more sense because this thing just felt like, okay, you're going somewhere with Helen Hunt. Yeah. And then she gets knocked off. And I then it's like in the 47 one, you never even see his wife, too. I think, no, I think Helen no. Hunt stuff is all just bulked up because they're like, hey, we got the chick from Twister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, then, I don't know. Uh, it just really didn't go anywhere. It just kind of in felt the like original up, one. Yeah, they also like push somebody, push a woman down the stairs in a wheelchair. No, that's oh, yeah. that's <laughs> what's so fucking great about the nineteen. That's the whole reason I saw the nineteen forty seven Kiss of Death is because it's Richard Widmark's screen debut, and he's yeah. playing this really great like James Cagney type heavy, and 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 uh, it's in in that one it's the police's idea to omit some, one person from the arrest to make it appear that somebody else had squealed. It's not David Caruso coming up on his own because he's a genius, right, right. you know, mm-hmm. and. And so Widmark uh, takes it out, not on the person, but on his mother. She he yeah. ties her to her wheelchair and hurls her down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. But, but like all the motivations are different in the 47 one, you know, it's a, and it's, and, and it does, it does. It they does are, but at least that cleanly. went somewhere and it was interesting. This just felt mm. like they kind of mm. lost steam midway through and like, well, we got to do something with the rest well, this of this one. It also like, I got, I kind of get halfway got the notion that they felt like they were making something bigger than what they were because they try to build oh, yeah. everything yeah. up more. And the 47 one, it opens on the crime that he goes to jail for. There's no, there's no preamble. Right. And there's a narration explaining. It's like, yeah, some people are unlucky. They have to turn to crime. You know, it's like, let's, yeah. let's not dick around. Like this one's about, I think it's only like two or three minutes longer than the original. Um, but, uh, it feels uh, years longer at times. God. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. And we should explain that, uh, Nick Cage plays like a total, to- total fucking, uh, beefy, beefy dude. Yeah, no, that, that's, Beef that's where Beef most K. of the credits, uh, turn, <laughs> most of the critics turn their attention to Cage and how he, like, like, transformed himself, you know? And, like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, look, that was look, really noticeable. His veins are popping out and he's acting yes. like a kind of, you know, drugged out, like, you know, like, psycho, you know, wears jogging suits, listens to rap music type dude, you know, like. He's acting like well, someone that would go throwing fist with Vince Neil for hitting a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> and Vince Neal's like, I'll show you all. And he does three eight balls and goes driving with the guy from uh, <laughs> from Hanoi Rocks. Oops. So Thought we forgot about for this, that, didn't you, Vince Neal? <laughs> prepare for this role. He actually ate eight meals a day and a protein drink. Wow. Uh, worked out for two hours a day uh, each day for eight weeks. Wow, and oh uh, his son Weston was asthmatic, and so uh, oh, he used okay. him as an inspiration because his character. In case you don't ever see this movie, and you shouldn't, um, he his character is not only very very beefy, but also very asthmatic. He has an engraved yeah. inhaler with his name on it. Well, oh no, my god, I want that so his, bad. And his dad is <laughs> Philip Baker yeah. Hall, who later uh, got more attention in those uh, in in the Paul, Paul uh, Thomas Anderson movies. Uh, Phil Baker Hall is on mm-hmm. is on an uh, on a freaking uh, respirator the whole time. He's on oxygen because he has like a more advanced uh, version of it or something. And you guys, I want to uh, take this moment to remind you that my birthday's in a couple weeks, and I could really use that, Your that birthday. cover for my inhaler. My birthday's oh, tomorrow. Right. Do we have another birthday baby in the house? It's birthday. my birthday. <laughs> birthday baby. <laughs> I got all born. I made you a terrible song. Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> 
I, I pre-recorded it because I, I have to, when I sing in the house, I have to protect myself against my cat. Oh, the kitty wants <laughs> to join in? Dangerous. <laughs> she wants to claw my face off. Ken singing is like a guitar solo. <laughs> but in, in this recording, I am serving up some Julie Andrews realness. I am oh, serving God. up some eardrum busting realness. Oh, my goodness. I am drumming up some cat scream realness. It oh, is. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Hold speaking, on. I gotta get my oxycodone realness. Here. Oh, what, no, pass me one of those. Come on now. <laughs> oh, sweet. Selfish girl. bastard. Oh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Donnie real lost shit. his gallbladder. Oh, it, oh is it out? Last week. I remember you. <laughs> are are you haunted by the ghost of it? Yes, yes. Like I, I am, am by my foreskin. My butthole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of buttholes, uh, uh, Kiss of Death, the 1995 version, sucked buttholes at the box office. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let, God, so yeah. I, I I went to Box Office Mojo again because I was curious. I'm always curious to see like like when the weekend this came out, like what choice did did people have? What better choices could they or did they make? So uh, this movie cost somehow forty million dollars, which was still kind of a chunk of change in nineteen ninety five. You know, yeah, like not maybe for a balls out action movie, but for a, a crime drama movie, it's kind of a lot. I feel uh, mm. it brought in a whopping fourteen million, so uh, not <laughs> not no profit there. Uh, so this was April twenty first, nineteen ninety five. It debuted at number three. Uh, so it, we started off better than than say Trapped in Paradise, <laughs> um, right? So uh it was uh, the number one movie that weekend was while you were sleeping. Oh jeez. I know, right? And uh number two was actually Bad Boys. Bad Boys and it's third week. Oh, hey. Yeah, so that's that's what goes around uh, comes around there. Uh other movies that were also playing at the time and people were paying to see instead of this were Tommy Boy, Outbreak, oh. and Jury Duty. Jesus. Oh, all of which uh, made duty. more, uh, even though none of those is really good, they all made more money than this. Jury duty was far better than this. Well, yeah, no. So no, is Tommy Boy. Uh, let, let, let me, let yeah. me be clear. Let me be clear. Uh, uh, they're not good, but they they are definitely all better than Kiss of Death. <laughs> yeah. Outbreak's I don't really know, done, I like though. Tommy Boy. Yeah. So uh, this, this, judge me. this movie, I, I... You don't have, know me. I have been judging you for 15 years now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sometimes through beer goggles. Um, <laughs> so our movie was directed yeah. by uh, Barbette Schroeder. Or maybe that's Barbe. I'm not sure. I thought you were um, going to say Barbituates, but yeah. Bar- yeah, Barbituates <laughs> is what you'll need after watching a Schroeder movie. Uh, Schroeder's from Switzerland. Um, so uh, Schroeder did do a couple of good movies. Um uh, Robert Schroeder did Barfly with uh, Mickey Rourke and and, oh. uh, and Faye Dunaway, mm-hmm. which is the the Bukowski movie, um, and that one's pretty good. Um, he also did Single White Female, oh, which is okay. You know, it's yeah. it's not as good as its reputation. It's a little bit underdone. Um, Bridget Fonda back again. Bridget Fonda back again. Yeah, but uh, then Barbette Schroeder went on to do stuff like Murder by Numbers with Sandra Bullock. And, which I saw in the theater, by the way, and uh, uh, yeah, I agree. It's, it's, a, it's a bad fucking movie. Um, also, did before and after with Liam Neeson, mm. which is bad. Um, 
and uh, and uh, Desperate Measures with Andy Garcia and oh. and uh, fucking uh, uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton playing like an ominous movie psycho in a movie that is ridiculous uh, but sometimes fun. I do love me some Michael Keaton. Yeah, I, I love him. Oh, that, what kind of car do you drive? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you already mentioned uh, Mr. Caruso. Um, so like Captain like Caruso, Captain Caruso's mandolin. And, um, uh, yeah. he, was, he was born in '56, uh, and he left a uh, promising career on NYPD Blue uh, to do this movie specifically. This was supposed yeah. to start his uh, his, uh, his lavish uh, movie career. So the same year he did this, he also uh, did um, William Friedkin's highly unfortunate Jade, ooh, written by yeah. Joe Esterhaas, who wrote Showgirls and uh, you know with, uh, and uh, Basic Instinct. Um, and uh, uh, he followed he followed Jade up with a movie called Cold Around the Heart, in which he plays a guy named Ned Tash. And Kelly Lynch plays a woman named Jude Law. I shit you what? not. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Can you stand it? Hold up now. But uh, everybody knows that. <laughs> later on, David Caruso became Horatio Kane. Yeah! Akane? <laughs> How can both a man and girl share the same name? <laughs> it cannot be. <laughs> Uh, uh, David Crusoe and Nicolas Cage had the same birthday, January 7th. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. except, uh, oh, you know, yeah. Crusoe got squeezed out uh, nine years earlier. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was, uh, he, in 95, uh, he got a Golden Razzie nomination uh, for, 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 for this and for Jade <laughs> for Worst New Star. But unfortunately, uh, it was not to be. He lost to Elizabeth Berkeley for Showgirls. Aww. And really, let let's give the credit where it belongs. Like she, really <laughs> yeah. All that being said, I'd rather have watched Showgirls than Kiss of Death this week. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I hope uh, I went to this place called Versace. <laughs> I love brown rice and dog food. Yeah, at least it has Kyle MacLachlan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it does. If only you know you could put cardboard over parts of the screen and not see Elizabeth Berkeley or hear her. Yeah, uh, that'd be fair. Yeah. Well, uh, so actually, uh, when Schroeder was talking about Caruso with this film, he said, oh dear. "Quote: I wanted him to say the dialogue exactly, but he didn't always see it that way. Maybe coming from TV, he wasn't used to respecting dialogue." <laughs> but, <laughs> to which I, he uh, uh, Caruso responded with quote I believe the script is the blueprint for the movie and the first take is the second draft of the script end quote wow. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be real this was not a great script <laughs> at all uh, no, this no, was no, written no. by Richard Price by the way who did Sea of Love with Al Pacino um, and did uh, Ransom <laughs> give me back my son Tawanda. the money <laughs> um, Dan, Dan give me my son right <laughs> uh, Richard Price did write one good movie that I found he wrote Clockers for Spike Lee oh yeah yeah uh, it's scientific you know with the Delroy window um, but unfortunately uh, Richard Price also wrote another less good Samuel L. Jackson movie uh, he wrote the 2000 version of Shaft Oh yeah, which well, is at least it just wasn't deep blue sea. Really bad. Yeah. <laughs> now, the people who wrote that made a Showtime series about themselves. <laughs> As you do. Hell now. 
Uh, so uh, this movie reunites two cast members from 1994's better and more successful Pulp Fiction. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we got the, the Samuel L. Jackson, you know, mm-hmm. Andrew Sterling himself, uh, and Ving Rhames. You may yes. remember Marcellus Wallace is, is, is back in this. And he's – both hey. of them are very underutilized in this film, by the way. They really and are, both. sadly. I think they're just there to say like, hey, look, look, guys, remember these two? See, we got an ensemble cast and, it, and it's about crime. See? You see, you guys? It's good. It's just like Pulp Fiction, honest. It's like the same movie. I'd like to think that it was really just the mercy like, that they weren't in it very often. I mean, a mercy for them. Like, I know, the movie's shit, but you guys don't have to be in it for too long. <laughs> well, I mean, at the same time, too, it's like this was also uh, – Pulp Fiction was really when Sam Jackson became a huge thing. Because if not before, yeah. mm-hmm. it's like they would have used him so much more when he was in Jurassic Park, too. But they didn't because he just wasn't really a yeah, big he had, he had appeared in a yeah. lot of major films, yeah. but like he was, yeah. he was like, you know, he was a side player. You know, like he was never yeah, really right. the focus before before Pulp Fiction. But like, that was as moment. we were saying before we started, too, I still like to think of this as a precursor to Con Air because you have Ving Rhames and you have Nick Cage side by side and you still have a bunny prominent in this. The bunner. Bunner. Yes. Bunner. <laughs> there's there's a there's quite the epic cast on this one which just oh, makes yeah. it all the that's, more unfortunate. It's like a 70s disaster movie. It's like, hey, that guy, he was really good in that other thing and she was amazing in something else and they were both <laughs> all really, what are they all doing in this chunk of shit? Oh my yeah. God! For, well, for example, Michael Rappaport. Sorry, go ahead. Oh God! Michael Rappaport, <laughs> born 1970, who's been in much better movies like Spike Lee's Bamboozled, mm-hmm. Woody Allen's Small Time Crooks, and Freaking True Romance by Tony Scott. Yes, yeah. love love True Romance. But you know, um, did you guys notice that in the the um, cemetery scene that he's he's like missing part of his ear? Yeah, yeah, he's got a weird yeah. shaped ear. Yeah, apparently somebody bit it off in a fight. Oh my god! Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. so that's, it, it was it didn't just come like that. Okay, no, I had to look it up because I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Yeah, no, he and Tyson were roughhousing, and then it just got yeah. out of hand. You know? <laughs> I'm gonna get you. you. I'm do. gonna get you. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, man? Yeah, you know, I got these sweet kicks now. You know, you know how my my feet are a half size different. You know. I buy they two took pairs. my ear, Charlie. <laughs> but, uh, I guess you hear me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's gonna happen a lot. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, Cage's agent didn't want him to be in this movie. I mean. Uh, that's well, kind of become a theme but um it's no boy in anyway blue. oh god yeah and now bear with me because this is a little long but um cage said quote my agent said you can't support david caruso in a movie but i really wanted to play the part and i had to get back to wearing my black clothes i thought why not david's a good actor and i could support him to me, it was like I was finally going to be able to get the stink off of the ex- off of me of the experience of trapped in paradise, and to, oh, blo- <laughs> well, oh. 
meant to blow out the state of schmaltz that I couldn't stand. I needed a change. I needed to get out of the sun. I was playing such do-good guys that I needed to, I had to mix things up just to keep things interesting for myself. Oh, I needed to get back irony. to the other kind of work that I like to do. Wait, it's a, it, and, and so he, he go he winds up in a Mickey Mouse crime picture where he's wearing white jogging suits under blazing yeah. sun. <laughs> Yeah. I love the tracksuits. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this this fucking movie. Oh, uh, honestly, the thing I really loved about this more than anything was just the childlike innocence Ving Raymad when he was watching him tear down a Rolls Royce. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, he was yeah. just so happy. Yeah. It's like always when he being told about the yeah. rabbits. He just yeah, no, so yeah, he, he always in every scene he just kind of looks like he's wandered onto the set. It's like, hey, you guys. Do you know there's a movie around here? (laughs) I don't I don't want that that explorer though, it's red. That's my bad luck color. (laughs) What do I look like? Some kind of interior decorator? It made me think of Cage's character in uh, the boy, uh, the boy in blue, when he's like <laughs> looking at the the the, the what is when it? he's Clipso waving music the little the, American yeah. flag and go like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stupid fool! It's just gonna stay with us forever. <laughs> America, yay! I have maple syrup in my veins, but yay! Dulcer! <laughs> uh, I'd like to mention again the god awful musical score, which is one of the real low points of this piece of shit. Mm, highly low. Tre- Trevor Jones, uh, he he did a couple other movies in, in 1995, which were better. He scored the Ian McKellen Richard the Third and uh, Dean Koontz's Hideaway with with the Jeff Goldblum. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. And uh, did some really random shit like Notting Hill and Excalibur. Jeez! Wow! Wow! I, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of it, well, no, it is shocking. Just because like like the music of this thing is just like so masturbatory, and it's like like the, yeah. the bit at the end, and it's like it's like I bested you with a mini tape recorder, ha ha, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Teddy too, she's like, "What? I've been undone! Damn you!" And this heroic <laughs> music comes up as he walks past the hot dog stand. Samuel Jackson giving this thumbs up, and then he just gets into his in, into the van with the wife and kid. And you're like, bye, <laughs> bye, movie. <laughs> Which is still, I want to point out, the explorer that was red that was stolen. So he left in a stolen oh. car. They should have. They should have made it like that? Mash. They should. They should be like, you know, did, did Hawkeye steal that Jeep? No, sir. It's the one he came in. okay okay so so another thing okay we we agree that jones is somewhat more distinguished than his score speaking another person on this movie who's a little bit more distinguished than the work he did on this one this movie was shot by luciano uh tavoli Luciano Tavoli uh, had been working in the, in for for a long time actually. I think this is like his fourth decade of filmmaking. Um, and he, he wasn't just anybody. He shot movies for Antonioni and Argento. Oh, oh, this that's is the guy so familiar. who shot yeah. The Passenger for for Antonioni, oh, which is amazing. And he fucking shot the original Suspiria in in seventy seven and Tenebre, which oh. I just watched. You uh, yeah. the. The boys uh, made a, an awesome suggestion. I had a little Argento fest this week. Damn right! Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I freaking love Phenomena, by the way. It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. one of my favorite movies of all time now. <laughs> that, that, oh my that god. Shit at the end is just so nuts. I love it. Oh, I love it. it. And great. I want the soundtrack so bad. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> Which you can get the soundtrack from Waxworks Records, I believe. And uh, the, the money, Iron Wexler. Maiden track on that one, I, I think, is, oh is yes, God. yes. Yeah, which one was oh. that one? You know, uh, and it Flash had the a Jennifer Connelly, Jennifer, yeah, yeah. And, oh, and Donald Pleasant. I watched him for twenty oh, yeah. years. Uh, <laughs> something else great we could have watched instead of this. Hey, speaking of great movies yes. we could have watched, um, this movie has a lot in common with a certain nineteen fifties classic. So, uh, you may notice that in this movie, they go to the hot dog stand a lot, and at the hot dog stand, it's always daytime. And they go to the strip club a lot, but at the strip club, it's always nighttime. Yes. Kind of like the graveyard in Playing Nine from Outer Space. (laughs) (laughs) Coincidence? Read the book. <laughs> I wondered why Nicolas Cage was often hiding half his face through this movie. <laughs> That's right, it's not even him. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, he hurls the guy out of the truck and the whole truck moves. Yeah. It's something he has to deal with. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love uh, so Oh, God. Oh, okay. Uh, but, um, so we all clearly he, have um, some notes. Um, about this one. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Um, he said that when he was talking about playing the character uh, Little Junior Brown, uh, he said that adorable. quote, "I was trying to be more truthful, not thinking so much. Oh, this will be shocking." But I realized on Kiss of Death that by the end of the day, I was nauseous with it. Threatening one guy with a cigarette or punching somebody to death, I just thought, I don't want to go there anymore. I didn't want to go to that shitty little corner of my mind where I could actually see myself contemplating this behavior. And yet he was jumping up and down after his father died. (laughs) My dad died! What the hell's the matter with you? My father is dead! (laughs) <laughs> he's got this like jump up and down dance thing going on while he's crying <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful it's, with all these elements this thing should have been so fun it should have been exactly. such a delight yeah. and it's just not it's, it's like it's like let's take well, all the things that people are looking to see in the more movie and then add buckets of thorazine I feel like the only like um, the only good moments were because of his acting and you know like um, I mean I don't know like it it was I'm I'm not saying that like he was the only good actor there but I mean well uh, we all largely regard Caruso as ridiculous largely because his film career went so horribly wrong and because CSM Miami is just a turd Um, right. But if you watch that first season of NYPD Blue with him and Dennis Franz, like it, it is really good. Yeah, like, it, yeah it, it I was actually, I was actually stunned by how how well it actually came off for me. And because I'm well off each other, I'm yeah. so jaded with most television. But like he, the way the way his character is, the way he handles his character in that one, it's like he's actually likable. Yeah, he just was, made such a horrible mistake. Yeah, like wanting to pursue uh, a career in film. Yeah, maybe, maybe he should have stuck with them. Yeah, he pulled a Tasha Yar when he should have stayed with the show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But she was in uh, Pet Cemetery. She she was she was in that movie The Eliminators with the Manborg. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, that, that was a that was a real classic right it's there. It's okay, they can be bring me back. It's sci-fi. I'll just come back as three different people. Right? Yeah, it's, it's like it's like it's like, well, next gen's run too long, they run out of ideas. I guess we'll just bring back some Tashi R. Oh, like Spock showed up again, you know, he's nine hundred years old, it's fine. Uh, uh, okay. Um, so, uh, I, I had the movie running in the, in the background, uh, uh, again here. Uh, it's at the part where they all, uh, have the, uh, raincoats on and they're beating Michael Rappaport to death. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Scene. Um, yeah. So that, it, it's uh, like, Oh man, I just bought the CD player. You know, he's getting blood splattered all over the <laughs> CD player, you know? <laughs> Um, so in, in this, in this movie, uh, 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 there, there are many, there are many oddly over-dramatized moments, uh, oh God, yeah. including at the beginning, right after, uh, Michael Rappaport has, has convinced, uh, David Caruso to come drive the truck and do the thing that ultimately gets him sent back to jail. Um, there's all these shots of like the, the, the trucks full of cars driving through, through New York there. And there's this one part where they're all driving past this bar and there's these guys standing out front of this bar and they're like looking meaningfully yes. at it. And it's like, who are they? They're never in the movie again. I what don't is the know, point of I, this? I fucking what? loved so much. The guy with the serious look on his face. I know. While he's swirling like, his wine in a glass. It's another one of these. By God, help us all. <laughs> <laughs> how black life is and I, but I, like I, I went through it a couple of times and even when i first saw it like when i first saw this like back in the 90s like with my brother it's like i always found that really distracting like who the fuck is that what is yes. that what ha- there's no there's no other people shown like as it's going by there's like no, people in they just linger on him for a they're long just, like, time it's like is he the producer or something why is he in here yeah, but I was thinking like, well, well, if this part is so important to them to like, like illuminate the city or whatever the fucking shit, yeah, then then uh, remove those fuck awful opening titles you have where everything's just sunny and happy. Just run the titles yeah. over that. Make it like like the Andrew Davis version of the Fugitive from '93. You know, like yeah. and and have and have the extended title sequence. You know, you know, there's there's never night scenes in this thing where there need to be. No, and yeah. it just shifts so It's really weird, too. This is a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes, and critics are like, it's so atmospheric. It's like, but, no. it, but it just isn't. It, it really just oh. isn't. It's got about as much atmosphere as the average Hallmark movie. Yeah. And that rem- – oh, God. Uh, you mean you mean all white? But like that reminds me that there was uh, the scene that shows his house – and it's the same exact house that they used for filming for uh, the original. I thought they just used the same street. Was it was that the same house as well from the 1947 Kiss of Death? Yeah, I, I think I read that that it was the house. I could be you wrong. Know, this is really, maybe you're right. Maybe this is really street, diminishing but... retu- diminishing returns because instead of Victor Mature, we get David Caruso, and Victor Mature mm-hmm. had two kids. David Caruso only has the one. Psh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody yeah. knows that two little girls are twice as cute. <laughs> Daddy, I'm going to throw myself in front of a car for no good reason. Because look it. Yeah. You're going to end up like your mother. Your mother. 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 <laughs> he should have just had kept having flashbacks of, of, uh, of uh, Ellen Hunt just getting crushed under the truck over and over again. You know? <laughs> that was one of those scenes where I know you're not supposed to, but I couldn't help but laugh. Jimmy! So it's like well, Jimmy. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like uh, Meet Joe Black. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
stuck around like She's all like, oh man, I am full of freaking Rohypnol. I am going to go driving. Donnie and I kept like rewinding and playing that scene. Oh yeah, no. Meet Joe Black, you wear the tape out. There's no way not to. Well, it's also a fun movie to watch Uh, because Anthony Hopkins coming off the popularity of Silence of the Lambs and having him sit at dinner saying, let's dig in. (laughs) (laughs) And then Claire Forlani just kind of went off into obscurity. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho. When he was talking about Little Junior Brown, uh, Cage in an interview said that he's unafraid of death for himself. And a man who's not afraid to die can do anything. And that makes him very scary and a very powerful human being. Wow. How much cocaine did he do? A lot. That suit was black originally. eight kilos a day. (laughs) Every day for eight weeks. He's not afraid of uh, killing his career either. (laughs) (laughs) He just up and uh, blows a hole in Ving Rhames' head at one point, you know. And and then David Cruz is, what did you do? What did you do? What did you do? Oh, my God. What did you do? What did I do? (laughs) You fuck with the bull, you get the horns. That's what I did. I got Was an acronym. Really Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was Maury really pumps my neck. <laughs> and then I taped his butt together, and he's gonna have to tell his dad about how his butt cheeks got taped together. <laughs> the same thing happened to me. <laughs> uh, uh, and on that note. Maybe this is the time where we uh, take a little breaky for uh, no. for. Uh, you mean you haven't been a, drinking a the promo. whole time? My God, how can you talk about this movie sober? <laughs> Caruso says, like to Samuel Jackson, like maybe if you give me a beating again, maybe next time it won't be such a one way beaten. And I'm thinking, like ah, one way beaten, the only way Caruso can get off. <laughs> You know, I'm actually curious, did they actually intend to kill that guy with his beating, or did Cage just kind of roid rage? I, a little he in. shook a truck by throwing a man at it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was that was that was that was lovely, by the way. It's all in one shot. It's a great stunt. He hurls him at the tire. He hurls him like ten yes. feet. That was seriously a good stunt. I was just laughing. I was like, holy Yeah, fuck. yeah it was way too good to be in this yeah. movie. Yeah, I was thinking like, oh, that poor guy is he okay? I'm pretty yeah. sure that Fuck. that and like Helen Hunt's death and the part where they bl- they blow up the drunker car, these scenes were all thrown in at the insistence of a studio so that they have something of substance to put in a trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah because you can't make sense. a trailer from this movie because it's just it is Blandsville. This is this is pudding. This is, this is just. Ugh. There's no, no other I, reason I, in the film really for the car explosion either. It's like, it's like no. okay, let's drive away now that we've burned that car that we've switched the VIN number with. It's like, hold on, I want to sit here and watch it for I am like a child oh, and hey, like to watch it explosions. Was the kid in him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so we get one shot of like kind of a crummy fireball, and it's like, okay, we could drive away now. It's like, why do we sit here and watch that? Yeah, there's no cops coming or anything. It's like it doesn't matter one way or the other. I know, but yeah. you know, it's a trailer. Mm-hmm. So there speaking no of, what are we going to be pushing in here? <laughs> oh, are we going to put a thing in sideways and break it off? 
You said you're going to break off something decent. You don't understand. You've never seen it pass up this house and this house and go straight for yours. My God, Joe, is that what you think it did? And now a word from a good podcast. (laughs) Hey, what's a good podcast sound like, Linda? Well, let me tell you. Like shoving your fist in a mayonnaise jar. Uh, what? <laughs> Continue. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, listener. I didn't see you there. <laughs> oh. Uh, who let you in? <laughs> what are you doing in my house? Wait, don't point that thing at me. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Now, I want you to listen to the words. <laughs> what, what did the words say? Hey, this is Brandy Fleeks. And this is Sunny Hepburn. And, and we're, we're from, from Book of Lies Podcast. So you can listen to us every Tuesday on all of your podcast platforms. It can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Take a, listen to us, okay? <laughs> we talk about fraud. We talk about con. We talk about con artists. We talk about how they're going to steal your money. <laughs> how they're going to steal your <laughs> How they will get your money if you don't listen to us. They'll get your money. They'll get your life. They'll get your, your vagina. <laughs> your penis. They'll take it all. <laughs> so listen to us so we can teach you how not to get duped. Okay? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> It's a classic. (laughs) So uh, when he was talking about this, Cage also said that uh, he didn't think that that uh, little Junior Brown was evil. He said, uh, quote, I think he's much like a lion raised in the jungle. He's trained to be that way. He's doing what he feels he has to do to survive in the jungle and with the tools that his father has given him, which apparently includes bench pressing a stripper. Hey, he went to yeah, 40. We, you know, we he does <laughs> he does bench press a stripper and he says, "What have you been eating?" And she's like, "Shut up, faggot." Yeah. yeah. Oh, cage movies with the f-word. Honestly, <laughs> he was really right though. His character up until the whole second part in killing people, he actually did show morals. Him and his dad, they well, were looking yeah, out no, for yeah, him. That's the reason he throws uh he throws a uh, freaking uh, Michael Rappaport out of the, out of the club is cuz he knows that yeah. he roofied yeah. Helen Hunt and he's like, "Take her to her house." And he's like, "What? To my house for date rape?" Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, the the his dad, uh, little Junior Brown's dad, big Junior um, Brown, big big yeah, Brown, not not, not joking. Um, <laughs> big Junior. Um, he actually said, you know, like he was making sure that she was set up. He was saying, like, uh, uh, make sure, like, does she? Are you paying her the money? And he says, yeah, I'm giving her the four hundred dollars a week, which she wasn't doing. And he said, good. Make sure she also has a car, and um. I think there was something else there. He must have had wax in his ears and heard, what, car? My penis? All right. Yeah. (laughs) Cock? Got it. (laughs) Okie dokie. And then uh, little Junior Brown comes and says, like, 
Uh, my dad says he wants you out. <laughs> he wants you to take her home or take her home to her home. Fuck face. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, little Junior Brown and his dad are like the the only decent people in the beginning yeah, of the movie. They're not bad. They're just drawn that way. Oh God damn it! <laughs> Adrian would if he could. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 best uh, Brad Pitt movie ever. <laughs> God damn right. <laughs> Wait, that's what this movie needed. It needed to be a Ralph Bakshi movie. Yes. Yeah, no, Nick Nicholas Cage is, is like a, a cartoon dog or something, and like somebody pulls him out of frame by his penis, which stretches, you know. <laughs> and then and then and then Caruso's mom is like, I died the day I married a goid. <laughs> and then oh, the Scatman Crothers sings the theme off. song. <laughs> oh man, I got I got I got your face off right here. <laughs> Rachel. Well, um, I think apparently it's at this time when he was filming, he actually split with uh, Christina Fulton, his uh, Aww, baby mama, uh, who uh, baby mama of uh, uh, Weston. Weston. And uh, he was living with uh, the model Kristen Zhang while filming. But uh, just before the movie was released, uh, Patricia Arquette proposed and they got married. And he's like, Yay. bye, Kristen Zhang. Bye. Don't let <laughs> the door hit you with the good Lord split you. <laughs> you're you're That's throwing me out. If you don't know. Nobody does this to Kristen Zane. I would destroy you. Well, we'll actually be getting more into that next week because uh, I guess it was the pain from breaking up with Zang that uh, informed his character for uh, for the next movie. Hooray. Yay, the next movie. Hooray. Looking forward next to that and you so, know that whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. What, I whatever like don't. That, huh? I, like I have that. somehow never heard that before. <laughs> You're some kind of wise man. <laughs> Teach me, Senpei. <laughs> oh, uh, I guess we should mention that uh, that he came up with an acronym for himself yeah, as a tell, sort of tell mantra. Him all about it, yeah. It was bad balls. Uh, attitude. Balls, attitude, direction. Yes, and it's what's on his <laughs> inhaler. And that's what's on. And he bedazzled his inhaler. He did. <laughs> yeah, no, he got an easy to do kit there. You know. So um, I, I asked uh, some of our friends on Twitter if they had any personal acronyms. Mine is uh, Chud, Compassion, Humor, Understanding, and Dogs. Um, or maybe uh, Cunt, <laughs> Cageness, uh, Uniqueness, or Understanding, Nachos, and Tacos. Yeah. But... Um, the uh, Things I Found Online podcast said, Pursue DGAF, Dreams, Goals, and Fleeting Moments of Pure Joy. Ooh. Also, TIFO, Things I Found Online. Thank you so much. Uh, Killer Fun with Christy and Jackie uh, said, DDC, Don't Do Crime. We don't want to cover your documentary on our podcast. Fair enough. But crime. I was going to go do some crimes. Crimes. <laughs> and then catching up on cinema said SSDD taken from Stephen King's Dreamcatcher. Yeah. Same shit, different day. 
Thank you so much, you guys, for contributing. Dreamcast. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you have a problem with butt monsters? Uh, uh, <laughs> just leave the toothpick. Good God, it's on the people covered floor, you sick fuck. <laughs> Shout out to Jason Lee. Yeah, I take calls on my gun, too. <laughs> So, uh, did you guys uh, have any other notes on the movie? Oh, I did, but a couple of policemen beat the fuck out of me and took him away. <laughs> I didn't even do anything. I was jaywalking. The, the 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 whole the whole the whole bit where where they where they try to hero up the hero some more with like him 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 at play, playing playing the the the, uh, the cops to his tune and then uh, yeah. and then and then trying to get justice by winning wearing a wire that's just a mini tape recorder it's like it's yes. the most sophisticated yes. shit they have it's like you can't have a van in the alley with some radio frequency shit you have a little fucking mini tape recorder then cage beats mm-hmm. the shit out of him and the mini tape survives yeah i was wondering about that it's like and and then at the end stanley tucci's like no nah, i still don't feel like prosecuting i'm the villain remember hey i'm stanley tucci and and I david Caruso is like, how would you like this other tape where i recorded you saying stuff hey hey you can't use that no fair <laughs> and it's like Son of a bitch. so the shit where they miraculously like wear a wire and get an entire confession that's like every made for tv amateur detective piece of shit movie ever by the way yeah True. i'm pretty sure it happened on small wonder and encyclopedia brown at one point or another it also happened on uh on <laughs> master <Small> ninja <laughs> Do you remember that one where they where they tie up the evil tin horn sheriff and they get his CB radio to the, to the DA? It's like, oh, see that a full confession <laughs> with the master around, you and can you do know, it every night. One thing I didn't understand was why Sam Jackson's character was so pissed off at David Caruso's character. Uh, you stopped the bullet that went into my face. Constantly have like moisturized skin because of crying all the time, and yeah, that's why he doesn't want soft well, skin. Okay, but let's 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 peel it back. Let's peel it back a little bit, though. Okay, so it it seems like the cops are being really shitty and unfair. However, yeah, Nicholas Cage hurled that drunk out of the truck, out of the cab. And and Michael Rappaport's like, let's leave him here. And David Cruz was like, oh, let's not. Let's take him along for fun. It's like yeah. you brought a drunk <laughs> asshole who just had a beating with a gun along with you, and you're surprised that it didn't go well. Yeah, yeah. he was saying that like, like we can't leave him here like, in this in this town. He'll get his throat slit it's a, it's instead a, of shot a hundred times. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it like really well. gee, gee, uh, gee, there, Jimmy. Uh, poor decision, much. Uh, but, like, Samuel Jackson's character really fucking hates David Caruso's character because uh, Me too. his life is all fucked up because he got a, a bullet in the face. But uh, but David Caruso wasn't the one who shot him. He just he actually put his hand there oh, yeah. to block the bullet. But they they it figure he was, he was, was complicit in that. Yeah. Well, if it had been yeah, Texas, they, they would have just shot him too. <laughs> yeah. Then they would have so, given his dead body the chair. Yeah. yeah. Nick Fury had every right true, to be mad at him them. for it, but. Okay. Now he has to wear an iPad. Speaking of of awful, (laughs) stupid scenes in this movie, there's the part where the drunk guy gets handsy at the strip club, and then you have the the supposedly intense moment moment where Cage is like, David Caruso, light up one of those cigarettes. I'm implying I may burn this man's hand with it. And and the the music comes up, and then uh, it just makes the guy strip on stage. 
Yeah. And it's like, and it's like oh, he, 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 oh, see that everybody? He got his comeuppance, giggle, giggle. It's like, this is the, yeah, but he, hey, he did get his moment later on when he got to kick the gun. I know. Back why was him. he even back there? It's like, yeah. it's like and because also, know, this right? the part where he thinks his hand's going to get burned, and there's a shot, the close-up of him sweating, yeah. being like, please. Oh, yeah. And it's like, wait, why is he? why does he look all eerie now? What's going on here? It was done better off in training day, when they actually had somebody that needed their comeuppance, and other people like, hey, you pushed me mm-hmm. around, I'm actually going to get you back now, because I'm empowered. I'm just thinking of another movie from 1995 that people could have seen instead of this, a little movie like called Casino. Sergeant Payne? Because Cage is like, it's like, I was like, which hand did you grab it with? And I'm thinking of Robert De Niro going like, which which hand do you do your chips with? Is the left left hand? Yeah. No, was the right hand? Right hand or right? And then they break the man's hand. They break his fucking hand with a hammer. And then later, and later, Joe Pesci crushes the man's head in a vice and makes his eyeball <laughs> pop out of his head. <laughs> Charlie M, Charlie M, you make me pop you your fucking eye out of your head, head for that piece of shit. <laughs> Murray, do him a fucking favor. Oh, Those movies were the same year. They had the same rating. They might even have the same budget. But what do you want to oh, see? Awesome. You, casino. Possibly. Nobody's going to. Yeah. yeah. Nobody paid to see Kiss of Death. No. <laughs> Everybody just sneaked in. With that, do you guys feel like we're ready for face off? I hope so. Uh, I want to well, hear what Adrian's got. Well, okay, I honestly I honestly think that this movie's biggest problem was its was was its misguided attempts at being highbrow. Yeah. Um mm. now it while it does remind me in some ways of other highbrow movies like the nineteen forty seven original and like Sidney Lumet's Prince of the City. Um, I actually think that they, they needed to go a little bit more straight to video, a little bit, a little bit different direction. So, uh, I, I think that, uh, for, uh, David Caruso, you would do Gary Daniels, the martial arts master. And, uh, (laughs) I, I think for cage, he'd actually do Michael Wincott, uh, from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves and, uh, the crow, you know, cause he's got that voice, you know? Oh Yeah. Because you know he has a, he has a presence. He's a very you know he's, he's a good he's a good screen heavy you know and like and there's all kinds of interchangeable people that you could do for the feds and stuff you know. But uh, it's mostly them that I, that I've got considered you know make it into an Albert Pyun movie or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about okay. you, Linda? Donnie. Oh, okay, I'm saving fine. mine for last. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I see. Save the best. <laughs> um. Well, you can't replace Samuel L. Jackson or Fing Rhames. Uh, they're some of the few good people in this movie. And uh, I, I'd argue that I that you can't replace Nick Cage in this movie either. Because um, they're the ones who actually make it fucking watchable. Well, if you replace the director, and, uh, that would save us all some grief. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, nobody replaces Helen Hunt. Uh, but Except I would Laura put Lenny. Laura Dern. Oh, oh. <laughs> I would put Laura Dern as her sister, uh, Rosie, and uh, Steve Zahn as cousin Ronnie. Because <laughs> you know, I mean, oh yeah, just... <laughs> that would make sense. You know, if it could be me in there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Dear God. And uh, Keanu you. Reeves as Jimmy. Yeah, I can see that. Oh yeah. yeah. I oh, mean, if this had been a Catherine like Bigelow movie, man, everything would have been fixed. <laughs> <laughs> so, Donnie, Don Wall. Well, for Jimmy, let's go with Chris Pratt. 
And oh. for Frank, <laughs> for Frank Zioli, Robert Redford, for <laughs> for Ronnie, why not Eminem? Because that would be a fun cameo. You know, Omar, it's funny well, that you should mention Eminem because I was thinking like, well, wait a minute. There's that beating scene and all of a sudden it's playing House of Pain. It's like, yes. oh, my God, this is an abstracted, dramatic version preemptively of the feud between Marshall Mathers and Whitey Ford. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, for Omar, I'm going to cast Sam Jackson. For Bev, we're going Kim Basinger. But oh my, my favorite of all this is in Little Junior would be, now you have to stick with me, Tony Shalob. <laughs> As his father would be Bruce Dern. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're a madman. <laughs> like, look, Dad, I'm doing 40. <laughs> I'm just going to remind the audience, all five of you, that uh, Donnie's on painkillers this week. So there's the, there's the part where, uh, where I think, I think it's, I think Caruso's just got out of jail and, and he's hanging out with his daughter and the babysitter lady. And he's like, oh, yeah, we should uh, kick something over to your parents for being so helpful. And she's like, yeah, and you got me. He's like, what do you mean I got you? It's like, you got me. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I've just volunteered my twat. How do you feel about this? Yeah. Like, I don't I, know. Kind of leaves me cold. I don't know if you guys did, but I laughed hysterically when I saw she was reading child psychology books. I'm like, well, you're getting ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like she was the mastermind behind the whole thing. There should have been a slow zoom in on her with her eyes being shifty. Oh my and some god! Yes, like, <laughs> just as I planned from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I felt like the original was the same way too. It's just all of a sudden the sisters like. I'm going to fuck you now. <laughs> like, well, somebody no, had no, to get on me. that D. It can't just leave it cold. No. <laughs> I'm the father. I'm the father. <laughs> so in the in the original, so in this movie, uh, 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 the protagonist's big plan to 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 ensnare the villain is just to get him to give him a beating <laughs> while he has a tape recorder and gets him to do a confession. And Sam Jackson just yeah. kind of arrests him, mm -hmm. and it's really anticlimactic. And in the yeah. original, Victor Mature gets gets fucking oh, Richard yeah. Widmark to put bullets in him before witnesses and police. Which now, mm -hmm. which one of those is cooler? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, what's what's the matter, Tommy? Getting other people to do your dirty work for you? Give me that gun. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if, if you if you you guys who saw uh home alone and home alone 2 lost in new york there's the black and white movies that kevin's always watching that he's not supposed yes. to be that's the yeah. kind of noir that kiss of death is it basically really exactly yeah. oh, ac said 10 percent. i mean you're expecting a good movie but uh and i think so that's you where can, you're going you know wrong. yeah uh Kiss of Death, Prince of the City, um, Alien from L.A., um, uh, Waterworld. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Pink Flamingos. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> no, no, no. It, it is classic. Uh, did you guys find any wisdom, any cagey wisdom? Uh, Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> Um, uh, just, uh, when, when your cousin knocks on the door, just do what I do and pretend not to be home. Yeah. Yeah, right. 
Jimmy, um, Jimmy, they're gonna kill me. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. <laughs> you know, I think that was, uh, I, that's, I, that's kind of similar to uh, to Roy Scheider in the Seven Ups, like the sort of unofficial uh, French Connection sequel, where where there where there's the confidential informant who's playing both sides, and mm. and Roy Scheider figures out that he set them up. So at the end of the movie, he just he, he's like, "You got to protect me." He's like, "No, I'm gonna let him have you." <laughs> And the guy's pleading for his life in the end credits run. <laughs> that was more satisfying. Whereas, like, Rappaport, the whole thing's his fault, and he's just out of the movie, like, about 30 minutes in. Yeah. The thing is such shitty pace. But in, to that to that extent, I would say that my the KG wisdom that I found is that um, if you are involved with um, any criminal activity, any, like, mafia activity... Uh, when these bad guys that you're afraid of show up at your work, want you to go to a room where there's nobody else, they're pulling the blinds and they're all wearing ponchos, you probably don't want to go in that room. You guys look like Gordon Fisherman, huh? The base is too high. (laughs) I instructed you to focus on the whites. Yeah, even uh, Joe Pesci in Goodfellas <laughs> knew what was coming when he got led yeah, into no, that Yeah, no, he gets room. him up there. It's like, wait, there's nobody up in here. Oh no! Bam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he wasn't dumb. But Michael Rappaport's character is just like, oh, I don't care for this music you're making me listen to. <laughs> <laughs> you got an NWA? Yeah. <laughs> you know what your problem is? You're a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> I got four hundred dollar <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Ronnie, I don't give a fuck about your shoes. Get me home in two hours. <laughs> yeah. So uh I guess this is the time where I say please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kiss on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, and YouTube. Uh we just got in on Tune In, so huzzah. Tune in. Uh if you don't uh, uh, yeah. Uh, if you don't have a Podcoin account, be sure to use the code CAGESKISS, all one word, uh, to get extra points for you and for us. Uh, I'd also like to give a shout out to Gizzard410. I hope I'm, I'm, I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, for giving us uh, an awesome review on iTunes. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Yay. Appreciate it. Uh, do y'all have any plugs? Besides, well, let's start with you, birthday boy. With me. With you. Oh, you know, the usual, uh, Leo the Fox on DeviantArt.com. I've been pretty frequently jamming arts all up in that hole. Uh, pretty, uh-huh. you know, recently. Yeah, you know, yeah, you can get them crammed all up in there. Uh, yeah, if you uh, have any YouTube, commissions. But if you don't watch it, you should be looking at it. Commissions? Yeah. Yeah, fucking commission me, goddammit. Son of a bitch. <laughs> He does art yeah, and shit. You, 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 you got, you got the money, and I, uh, you might, you might get a picture. You know, see, see what happens. Hey. Play your cards right. Yeah. So uh, cough up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> this place don't pay for itself. That's right. <laughs> Donnie. Uh. Well, I'm still the boy who blew on porn tube, and I'm also Unreal Goals on Twitter. And Tony Schlub, hit us up. I want to talk more about you playing Little Junior in the remake. And I might have been really wasted <laughs> last week when I said it, but I say it again. It's like, it's like, bring your shit on. You want us to watch some shit and we'll goddamn watch it. We're not afraid. Yeah. Don't go thinking that we're afraid. Yeah, we right. are not. 
We are opposite of afraid. Yeah. We've seen shit. We we see yeah. some shit, man. <laughs> There's no turning yeah, back. No, yeah, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, you can't unsee we're the shit we've seen. We already stuck up the rabbit's asshole. You know. There's no saving us. <laughs> uh, so uh, remember, you can find Cage's Kiss on Facebook and on Twitter at at Cage's Kiss. You can visit our website at cageskiss.com, and you can write to us at cageskiss at gmail dot com. Um, you guys got anything left? Cause, uh, the taste of metal in my mouth. I've yeah. got about, uh, 20 more oxycodone pills here. So nice. yeah, we take it nice and easy. I'll be right over. <laughs> that sounds like a good day. <laughs> we will, uh, be seeing y'all next week with leaving Las Vegas. Ooh. But do we ever really leave Las Vegas? Uh... We died while Shut watching up. Honeymoon in <laughs> You're Vegas. You're oxy this is, this, is, this is our death dream. <laughs> Tomorrow, <laughs> fuck the cars. Just come by the bar. We'll talk we about life have a conversation and shit. about life and shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, state of federal. Oh. Both. Federal. <laughs> <laughs> rabbit season. Duck season. Rabbit season. Duck season. <laughs> Gummy bears, gummy bears, sprinkles, sprinkles. (laughs) Flying here and there and everywhere. No stagger, just haul ass. Uh, Kiss of death, kiss of death. It sucks. It ain't the good now. Kiss of death. Kiss no, of Gene death. Simmons will sue us. No. He's for real serious about that. It ain't the good now. Oh. 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 Oh.